Whether you're into golf or not, what happened this week matters. Many critics are looking at this and saying, well, quite simply, Saudi Arabia have bought the game of golf. Time magazine described how golf couldn't resist the cash, which speaks louder than any human rights group. And this is the deal that came out of the blue. Golf's two main tours are the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. And they've cut a deal with Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Together, the three will run men's professional golf. This is the same state-owned fund that created Live Golf as a rival to the two main tours. At the time, the PGA Tour's lawyers said that that was an effort to sportswash the Saudi government's deplorable reputation for human rights abuses. But the PGA Tour's position has evolved from accusations of sports washing to a landmark agreement to unify men's professional golf, an agreement with the people it accused of sports washing. And soon after the deal was announced, Live Golf player Phil Mickelson tweeted, awesome day today. Awesome's one word that's being used. The PGA Tour anticipated that another would get some use too. I recognize everything that, you know, that I've, that I've said in the past and in my prior positions. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. And sure enough, they have. PGA Tour player Mackenzie Hughes tweeted, nothing like finding out through Twitter that we're merging with a tour that we said we'd never do that with. Well, this is world number three, Rory McIlroy. That thing that you galvanized everyone against, you've now partnered with. So, yeah, of course I understand. It, it, it is hypocritical. It sounds hypocritical. That, though, hasn't stopped the deal being done, and there are several billion reasons why. But this isn't only about money. The New York Times suggests the deal is the latest step in the kingdom's push to become a global force beyond oil. And in pursuit of that goal, the Saudis created Live Golf and started offering much more money than anyone else. In time, some of the world's best players would sign up, and they immediately faced questions about Saudi Arabia's human rights record. Questions that remain. For example, there were close to 200 executions last year, and the death penalty was reinstated for some drug-related crimes, to which the UN has objected. The death penalty for drug offences is incompatible with international norms and standards. A recent report by two campaign groups noted that the death penalty is routinely used for non-lethal offences and to silence dissidents and protesters. And Saudi Arabia's approach to dissent is well known. A prominent critic of the government was the Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Shortly after arriving at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in 2018, he was killed. US intelligence believes Saudi Arabia's de facto ruler, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, was complicit in the killing, something the Saudis have denied. And these human rights concerns were well known as Live Golf got underway. Its inaugural event was in England in June last year, featuring teams with names like Crushers, Stinger and Smash. And then, and now, there's no dividing line between the Saudi money pouring into golf and the Saudi state. This is Yasir al-Rumiyan. He's chairman of Saudi Arabia's state-owned oil company. He runs the Saudi Public Investment Fund. He'll be the chairman of the new entity that will run men's professional golf. And he reports to Mohammed bin Salman. This investment in golf is part of a national strategy a strategy that's also seen billions pouring into football, boxing and Formula One too. And while we know that Saudi Arabia wants to make its economy less dependent on oil, to many observers, this investment is about something else too. Absolutely, there are image and reputational benefits um, that can be accrued by investing in sport. 
not just Saudi Arabia elsewhere in the world, but I think Saudi Arabia right now is very keen to, to shape people's perceptions and attitudes towards the country. Or to use the phrase of the PGA Tour's lawyers last year, the accusation is sports washing. And the BBC's Dan Rohn tried to ask Isir al-Rumiyan about that last year. Can I just ask you very quickly about these suggestions of sports washing? What do you say to that? What's your response? Uh, I'm really not sure about this uh, terminology. Mr al-Rumiyan may not be sure about the terminology, but he'll be sure of Saudi Arabia's ambitions and how sport can help deliver them. And far from everyone is enthused. Ewan Murray in The Guardian calls the new golf deal the latest depressing illustration that bottomless pits of money can disrupt and distort everything in sport. Well, this is broadcast to Georgie Bingham. Money wins the day here. There is nothing classy, there is nothing historic, there is nothing prestigious about what has happened yesterday. This is to do with money. No doubt this is to do with money, but those in favour of the deal see positives. They point to an end to all lawsuits between the tours and the guarantee of Saudi investment for years to come. And there's this too. Long term, you've got to think the competition on the course is only going to get better. And then the three parties involved in the deal call it a model that delivers maximum excitement and competition among the game's best players. And watching this play out is US Senator Chris Murphy. He tweeted, so weird. PGA officials were in my office just months ago talking about how the Saudis' human rights record should disqualify them from having a stake in a major American sport. I guess maybe their concerns weren't really about human rights. Certainly those concerns haven't got in the way. It turns out golf had a price and Saudi Arabia paid it. And ahead of his latest tournament, Rory McIlroy reflected on what's happened. I've come to terms with it. Um, I see what's happened in other sports. I see what's happened in other businesses. And honestly, I've just resigned myself to the fact that this is, you know, this is what's going to happen. It is now going to happen in golf. It will surely happen elsewhere too, as in a range of different ways, Saudi Arabia seeks to turn its wealth into global power and influence. And as Rory McIlroy notes, It's very hard to keep up with people that have more money than anyone else. It is. And as the Saudis keep spending, it's a lesson that's relevant far beyond golf.